if you're new to this whole world of baby led weaning and starting solid foods, you might still be on the fence as to whether this approach is going to work for you. And if that's the case, I want to send you my free feeding guide called Will Baby Led Weaning Work for My Baby? This is a guide that contains a decision tree map that you can work your way through to determine if this is the right approach for you guys and then when it's time to start. Grab your copy of Will Baby Led Weaning Work for My Baby on my website at babyledweaning.co slash resources. I was doing my breakfast dishes this morning, turned the garbage disposal on, and then heard that terrible noise when you know something is in the disposal, but like you can totally tell the damage has already been done. Sure enough, it was an easy peasy tiny spoon, totally shredded, which if I've learned anything about these baby lead weaning spoons from Easy Peasy is that the garbage disposal and the dog both love them. And I was bummed because it's one of my favorite colors that they make, the light gray line, which is called pewter. But my garbage disposal disaster, I guess it came at just the right time because Easy Peasy is having their annual Mother's Day sale from this Friday to Sunday, so May 10th to 12th. You can get 20% off all of the Easy Peasy feeding gear with the affiliate discount code BLWMOM on orders of $50 or more. So this is a great time to stock up at 20% off because my regular Easy Peasy code is usually only for 10% off. So this bump up to 20% off is nice, but it's just for three days. So head to easypeasyfun.com to grab tiny spoons, their tiny cups, and the best suction mats and bowls for baby lead weaning. They have a really cool new bundle maker on their website if you want to group or piece a few items together or If you just don't want to think about it, then just grab one of the Easy Peasy First Foods sets. It has everything you need to give your baby a safe start to solid foods with baby led weaning. That code is BLWMOM for 20% off Easy Peasy orders of $50 or more now through Sunday, May 12th at easypeasyfun.com. And happy Mother's Day to you. Something that parents can really do to help their children is sit down, eat three meals and a snack if you need one, regular times throughout the day, and don't eat between meals. Hey there, I'm Katie Ferraro, registered dietitian, college nutrition professor, and mom of seven specializing in baby led weaning. Here on the Baby Led Weaning Made Easy podcast, I help you strip out all of the noise and nonsense about feeding leaving you with the confidence and knowledge you need to give your baby a safe start to solid foods using baby-led weaning. Hey guys, welcome back. So have you ever heard anybody say that they're addicted to food? Like, is that a real thing? Can you be addicted to food? And since we're in the business of talking about feeding our babies, what are the things that we might be doing right now that could eventually cause our babies to be addicted to food? Well, I don't know the answers to these questions, which is exactly why I invited today's guest on to talk about preventing processed food addiction from our baby's first bites. And my guest today is Dr. Joan Ifland. She is the world's leading expert in processed food addiction. She's a co-author of a textbook called Processed Food Addiction, Foundations, Assessment, and Recovery, serious stuff. She runs a recovery program. She has a PhD in interdisciplinary studies, a specialty in addictive nutrition. So this is really kind of her wheelhouse. And as a mom of seven small kids, I am a firm believer that you cannot take care of other people if you are not taking care of yourself. So some of what we're going to talk about in today's interview will be the things even prior to birth that could be possibly setting the stage for babies to be addicted to certain types of foods and the unhealthful ones and processed foods, but also what are some of the practices that we might be engaging in that we're not even aware of as parents right now that we could tweak or alter 
to help our babies establish a healthful relationship with food. So with no further ado, I want to introduce you guys to Dr. Joan Ifland in our interview talking about how to prevent processed food addiction from your baby's first bites. Well, hi, Dr. Ifland. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Hi, Katie. Thanks for having me. Your background as an expert in food addiction is not like run of the mill. This is pretty unusual. Can you tell us a little bit about your professional history and how did you come to work in this unique corner of food and nutrition? Well, I have an MBA from Stanford. My undergraduate degree is in economics and political science. And then my PhD is in addictive nutrition. And you might wonder how all of those things tie together. And what we have evidence for is that processed food addiction was started by corporations. So it's a business practice. There is a business model called the addiction business model. It's used by anybody who's selling an addictive product like alcohol, like cigarettes, like vaping, like cannabis. Even the pharmaceuticals use this model to sell opiates to doctors. So it's a known business model. And so having a business background really helped me see what was going on with the corporations. Uh, as soon as I finished my PhD and I began to see parallels between the tobacco industry and the processed food industry, and I remembered that the tobacco industry bought Kraft Nabisco and General Foods in three years in the mid-1980s, and the obesity epidemic came out of that. Uh, then I began to see what we needed to do in order to get out from under this, this overeating. And then writing the textbook, I wrote the textbook for the field, Processed Food Addiction, and that really sealed the deal. I could see in the research, the scientists were discovering that chronic overeaters had the same brain changes as people who were using addictive drugs. That's why having an undergraduate degree in economics and political science and an MBA and this PhD in addictive nutrition all fits together. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. If you've been thinking about giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's a convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online experience. All you do is just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can also switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. I used to think therapy was just for people who have experienced major trauma, but therapy can help you be at your best no matter what you're going through. So whether it's to learn new positive coping skills, set more realistic boundaries, or just show up as a better version of yourself, BetterHelp is here to help. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so that you can do more of it. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can help you get there and BetterHelp can help you. Visit BetterHelp.com slash weaning today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash weaning and get 10% off your first month. So our audience consists primarily of parents and caregivers of babies who are just starting the transition to solid foods at around six months of age. Um, I teach an alternative to traditional spoon feeding. It's called baby-led weaning. And one of the benefits of baby-led weaning is that it helps babies establish a healthful relationship with food from his or her first bites. So I was curious if you could give us some insight into what causes food addiction later on in life 
just so we can be aware of what practices to avoid as we're learning to feed our babies. We have really interesting evidence about breastfeeding. If the mother is eating sugar, there is a higher sugar content in breast milk, and you can start to addict a baby even while still at the breast. If that breast milk is giving that baby a high because the sugar concentration is higher, then that baby's brain is already developing the cycle of a high and a crash and then cravings. We have evidence that if the mother is eating sugar, the baby will feed longer at the breast. And we have some evidence that babies can be even addicted in utero. So if both parents are eating processed foods and their genes are replicating in an addictive way, then the very first cell of that new baby has that genetic propensity. Now, the good news, I want to rush to the good news, is that even if that happened, environment is going to keep the addictive genes turned on. And if you can control the environment, then that's not a sentence. It's not a life sentence to be conceived with genes that are replicating addictively. So this is all good news. Mothers who are eating a non-addictive food plan are going to be creating uh, brain chemicals, particularly in the reward centers that are not addicted. That's step number one, is to be eating an, an unprocessed, clean food plan yourself during breastfeeding. Yes. What about after? So baby six months of age, what are some things that we might not even be aware of that might possibly be contributing to food addiction? So surprisingly, the messaging in the environment, babies have food-seeking brains the way we all do. So if you put a provocative processed food-related messaging in that environment, then even that baby's brain, as it's developing, is getting addictive programming. So the messaging inside the household turns out to be crucial. Number two is availability in the household. So if there are processed foods widely available in the household, and that baby sees the adults or older children eating processed foods, that baby has a system in its brain called mirror neurons. They're copying, they're watching, 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 copying, copying, copying. So what the baby sees other people eating has an impact. So most of our listeners out there, our moms and many moms in our community will readily confess that they do not personally have the best relationship with food. And then they'll share that they don't want to recreate their same food issues and problems in their baby. So I was curious if you had any tips for moms who may be struggling with food addiction themselves and how can they help prevent the same outcomes in their baby? So I understand this entirely because I, my two babies were born just a year apart, two pregnancies back to back. I was slightly food addicted before these two pregnancies. And I remember when I got pregnant, my first thought was, finally, I can eat whatever I want. And that was not true. But for my whole life, I had struggled with, I shouldn't eat that. I'm not going to eat that. I'm only going to have so much of this. I had a weight problem my first year of college. And then I had a weight problem after my two pregnancies. So I was pregnant for almost two years straight. And I think what happened is during the pregnancies, my food addiction accelerated because I wasn't concerned about quantities. 
I was eating as much as I wanted. So when the children were delivered and growing up, I started yo-yo dieting to get my figure back. And there is something called breastfeeding bulimia, where mothers are trying to get their figures back. They don't eat enough to maintain their body weight. They want to lose weight, and they're using breastfeeding to lose weight. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's a setup for that yo-yo dieting. So we have the addiction we also develop food seeking. So the worst thing that you can do to lose weight is to not eat enough. You will develop a second problem, which is a hyperactive food seeking brain. And we have really good research on this. Eric Stice of Stanford has done studies where he's taken data from two groups. One group was fasting, the other group was dieting. And then of course, a group of people who were not doing either. He put the data away and he waited five years. And sure enough, the people who had been dieting and fasting, i.e. not eating enough, had developed eating disorders. They were binge eating or they had bulimia. And that is just an indication that the food-seeking brain has been woken up. So you want to avoid that entirely. Something that parents can really do to help their children is sit down, eat three meals and a snack if you need one, regular times throughout the day, and don't eat between meals. Eat enough food at the meal to really keep you from being hungry for four or five hours until the next meal, and get an incredible life. You get this nice clear head, you get lots of energy, you're down on the floor with your kids, and having a great time with them, you can pay attention, you can connect with them. This is a gift. I didn't have it. I didn't find out about this until my girls were 11 and 12 years old. I kind of missed their baby years because I was so preoccupied with food. But now I have grandchildren and I am amazed. I could sit there for two hours or four hours and play games with them and do projects with them and get out all these fun toys and actually engage with them. That's something that I couldn't do with my own children. So you've also done a lot of work in the area of processed food addiction. And our mutual friend and colleague, Dr. Robert Lustig, he was previously on the podcast here talking about sugar and why your baby should avoid it. And I think a lot of parents are surprised how much added sugar is even in the foods, products that are directly marketed to babies, even though everybody knows babies should not eat food with added sugar. So could you talk a little bit about the addictive components of processed foods that we should look to avoid when feeding our babies? Like, Obviously, added sugars is one of them, but what are some maybe the less obvious ones we might not be aware of? Another A in this addiction business model is to attack the youngest possible user, and that is the newborn. And baby formula has 50, 52% corn syrup solids and sugar. These corporations don't care. An addicted baby is just fine with them. So I would encourage everybody to make their own baby food. Just cook it until your baby can eat it and do not puree it. 
Do not put it in a blender. Do not put it in a food processor. Uh, those cut the walls of the cells and your baby will absorb that too quickly. Whatever you need to do to get that to be palatable to your baby, but do not puree it. Well, Dr. Iflin, thank you so much for all of your insight. Please tell us where can our audience go to learn more about you and your work and your research? We are at processfoodaddiction.com. We do have recovery programs. Your members don't have to struggle if they think they have food addiction or they're not sure. We have a self-quiz at Process Food Addiction that will help them determine if they are addicted. Well, thank you so much. Yay, thank you. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that interview with Dr. Joan Ifland. She is the world's leading expert in processed food addiction. And I'm going to go ahead and link to many of the resources that she mentioned in today's episode in the event that you are interested in learning more. You can find those if you go to blwpodcast.com forward slash 166. Thank you so much for listening and I'll catch you guys next time. Friends, are you looking for a new podcast? Maybe something you can share with your littles? Something that has some storytelling in it? Well, then look no further. We have Storytime with Philip and Mommy, where my son and I sit and discuss all the great books that you might love while we read them. So, Little Golden Books, Berenstain Bears, and even the new classics like Bluey. We sit down, we read, we discuss, and we have so much fun doing it. Come and join us. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.